Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Hello, friends. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I have the distinct honor and privilege to be with you today and in the studio with me once again. My honor to introduce to you Shannon Meyer. Shannon, welcome to the studio and to the program today. Wow, Mark, that is such an introduction. I don't know about that, but I feel like today is a great day to be talking about the honor of who we get to speak to. But also in a day and age where everything is about marketing and branding and who's our tribe and who do we need to reach, we're playing to so many audiences. You and I right now are talking to an audience on the radio and we talk about who do we need to reach. Right. And today's show is just that. Who are we playing for? An audience of one, hopefully. And that's our topic today. Who do you need to reach? Who are you performing for? Or are you sitting and just performing to an audience of one? Are you living for an audience of one? Mark, today we're going to talk about in a day and age where there are so many platforms and you are an instant star on YouTube or Instagram and all we look at is followers and likes. And so the audience uh, participation becomes huge in our lives and even in ministry, you know, we, we want to reach people. It's not that we're, we're focused on how many, uh, because I'm a great believer uh, of just one more. We will take just one more, just like Jesus left the 99 for the one. But we do get ourselves caught up in how many have we reached? How many was at our conference? How many liked our show? How many views? And so today we're going to talk about a very, very personal, very personal subject, talking about you and the Lord. Now, I did this show many years ago, Mark. We were talking before this show. Um, this, this show for me and my ministry was the one that was the most by far well-received and the one that I think maybe the reason was is not because I performed well. It was because it was a truth teller. Amen. And it was one of those things like, oh, man, who am I working for? Who am I playing for? Who am I performing for? And I know a lot of us are going to say, Oh, I'm not I'm not on that performance track. I mean, it can be for your own family. Sure. It doesn't have to be in ministry. It doesn't have to be at a job. So today, let's talk about that, Mark. What do we find in the scriptures when we are playing to the masses? Or what does God say to us that we need to make him? Yeah, I think Shannon, uh, personally, I'd like to start off uh, this particular episode with the fact that uh, I hear this a lot, Shannon. I've seen it in my ministry, been in ministry over 35 years, and I've seen this a lot. And we start talking about, it's easy, Shannon, to start talking about and getting caught up in. Uh, and our speech becomes this, I'm doing this for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh and Shannon, honestly, I've been there myself. That's why I wanted to talk about it. That's why I wanted to open it up with a little confession time. And I remember there's times in my early years, my young ministry life, where I was doing things for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord. And he said, uh, but what about me? And I said, well, Lord, yeah, it's for you. And he <laughs> said, but what about me? <laughs> right, Shannon? And so where's where I'm going with that? He checked you. What about, 
with <laughs> the Lord. Oh, I know you're so talking about good. audience of one, yes. but he wants to go with us. So good, Mark. I just keep thinking, Shannon, as we start talking about the title of this episode, I keep thinking about the song, I Have Decided to Follow, follow Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Mm-hmm. And And you know what, Shannon, I've been tempted and I still get tempted because for many years I did things for the Lord. But the Lord's like, I want to go with you. Ah, oh, so good. And, you know, I talk about this a ton in my own ministry, Shannon, Revive Ohio. And I talk about the Great Commission and verse 20. And I say this all the time. Well, hey, verse 20 is what we forget out of Matthew 28, verse 20. And he said, lo, I'll be with you wherever you go to the end of the age. That's the heart of the Lord. That's the will of the Lord. He wants to do it with us. And when you talk about an audience of one, it's like, I just can't help but think about the two disciples that were walking down the road to Emmaus mm-hmm. and Jesus walks up you know, kind of out of the blue yeah. and starts having conversation with them. What were they doing? They were going with him. Yeah. The audience was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I believe Shannon, I think I want to take a minute to say our audience of one needs to be him. Listen to Psalm 103, an extremely popular passage of scripture. It's a Psalm of David starting right away in verse one. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David is telling his soul to bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's about as personal as you can get, Shannon. He's not saying, come on, congregation, sing it with me, right? He's saying, bless the Lord, my soul. And verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. David, we talked about this on a couple shows, Shannon. Mm -hmm. He's encouraging himself. Yes. Is, Is it no doubt that he's by himself and he's saying these things to encourage himself, but he's saying, soul, bless the Lord. Yeah, that's so good, Mark. I I love the context in which you put that, and especially with the going. You know, I think so many times, and I think I want to speak to the person who feels like they have to make up for their mistakes. And what you were saying about performing for the Lord, sometimes like a child, we think, oh, I have to do this so God will love me. Oh, yeah. Right? And maybe you were raised in a home like that, that you were criticized or you were always put on a performance track. You had to reach a certain level or you weren't praised. And maybe you did reach a certain level. And then parents were like, yeah, but you should have done a little bit more. And I think we get caught up in that sometimes as Christians. Maybe we will have committed a sin or we have backslidden or just just something that we feel shameful to the Lord. And we feel like, oh, I have to perform for him so he'll love me again. And I know I've had that experience myself, Mark. You talk about your own confession. I felt like I had to make up for the, the loss that I had created or the wrong that I had done. And this will blow you out of the water, Mark, and in our audience. I remember <laughs> I used to put literally, literally a gold star when I had read my devotions, just like when you were a little girl. And I know that seems juvenile, but like 
I was tracking myself that I had done this and I'm a list, I'm a type A. So some people get this like, well, I would make a list and check it that I did it. <laughs> but here's what the Lord spoke to me. I mean, as loud and clear as I could hear it. I remember having this gold star, like, oh, I did it. And it was for my tracking, but I also think it was for my own self-righteousness, if I have to be totally honest. Yeah. And God says, I don't want your gold star. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, yes, Lord, this is for you. And he's like, I don't want your gold star, Shannon. I just want you. And I think that goes along with what you're saying is going with him. And it leads me to um, the verse I'd like to camp on. And the whole chapter really is in Matthew 6. And I know this is going to be super familiar to a lot of you, but it says, be careful not to do your acts of righteousness. Those are in parentheses in red. So Jesus is talking here before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So then it goes on, and most of you are familiar, a lot of you may be familiar with this chapter, it goes on to talk about giving to the needy, there's prayer, there's fasting, not to store up your treasures here on earth, but in heaven, and it talks about not worrying about what clothes you'll wear and what you're going to drink or eat, because the Lord loves us so much. But it's here at the very end of chapter six, again, and he's gone through all of our things that we should do as a Christian in prayer and fasting and treasuring our treasures in heaven and not to worry. But isn't it just the way for him to speak this? Because these are the very things we worry about. We worry about what we eat. We worry about what we wear. We worry what's going to happen to our cars, our houses, where he's saying, don't store those things up. Don't store them here on earth, store them up in heaven. But the final verse, final two verses of Matthew 6 says this in verse 33, but, and I love a but in the Bible, yeah, amen. don't you? Because Jesus has said, listen, don't do it for everybody else because there will be no reward for you. And then he goes in through the chapter on the Christian things we should do. But then he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all of these things will be given, given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow or tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That verse in uh, Matthew 6, verse 33 is, but all those things that you're doing and even in the Christian part of our life, which we should do, we should fast, we should pray, we should give to the needy. He's saying, but above all of that, seek me first. That's Meaning, so good. yeah, just it's about me. <laughs> and, yeah, right. and, and Jesus gets to say this. Life is all about me. You know, I know in a day and age where when life's all about you, there's not room for anybody else. And it says in the end times, man will be fully about himself. Jesus is saying, if you will choose me first, if I will be your focus, if I can be your first, all of these things that you're worried about are going to go by the wayside. Shannon, it's so good. I was thinking about that earlier. And, you know, if you wonder if that world is among us, uh, how about this? Me.com. <laughs> right? Is there such a I, thing? I just looked it up. It's a real thing, right? Me.com. Because I've seen some email addresses. I got to be honest here, Shannon. There's pastors that I know of, friends of mine that have email addresses because I communicate with pastors all the time. And they're like, pastor so-and-so at me.com. I'm like, oh, wow. really? You couldn't find any <laughs> other platform. <laughs> and I'm not knocking you if I you know. do, but it's just amazing how the world just nabs us. You know, and, and I love this, Shannon. I got to throw this in there. First Samuel 15, 20. 
22, the Lord's saying to obey is better than sacrifice. Mm. It's that simple. When you want to talk about an audience of one, right? It's just in simple obedience. It's in simple doing it with the Lord and to obey him and to do that. And he said this in John 15, he said, I no longer want to call you my servants. I want to call you my friends oh, isn't that a to obey is mm. better than sacrifice. Shan, all the things that we can bring, like you said, as a little girl, I just wanted to bring this gold star to the Lord. Well, you know, <laughs> to obey for the Lord is better than sacrifice. That's good. You know, I'm thinking about our ministry versus Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future, but it's verse 12. And I think so many times we leave it 11. It says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. I just want to ask this question. As we are a society hoping and praying that someone will hear us, see us in our distress, Jesus says, listen, if you come to me, I'll listen to you. And in a day and age where everything is in Inus, iPad, iPhone, iWatch, it's Burger King is have it your way. Yeah. Every everything marketing, and I do this even in things that I'm creating for ministry. Is how do I reach the people? God is saying, you know what? When you call upon me and you come to me and you pray to me, I will listen to you. You will have an audience of heaven. God of the universe will come and listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. I will be found by you. God is saying, listen, when it's just you and me, it's all of me. You get all of me. And I think we have to remember that why sometimes we don't hear from the Lord or why we get frustrated in our faith walk. What is crowding out the space of the Lord? You know, we, we may go to him for a minute and we're like, okay, well, he didn't answer. So now I'm going to go to what the Bible plan says. And I'm not saying this is wrong. Or what does my pastor say? Or what does my counselor say? Or my mom or my best friend? And those things are all good. But have you gone to him first? I think it's Joyce Meyer that says, go to the throne and not the phone. And Ooh, yeah, like you that. know what I mean? Like, don't pick up your phone first. Go to him. Seek his face. Look for him. And he promises. He says, listen, if you look for me, I'll be there. I will be right beside you, What you're talking about, Mark. I will go with you. And so many times when we're trying to play to the world that is completely empty and of falsehoods that if they accept me, well, then I must be something. Listen, the God of the universe, the God who created everything is giving you a personal invitation here in Jeremiah 29, 12, 13, 14, that if you'll just come and and say, here I am, Lord, he's like, I'll be right there with you. And I get so frustrated so many times because I think, and I have people reach out to me on a daily basis of I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that. And that is my ministry is to help those who are hurting and encourage and inspire the word of God. But I also want to say, have you spent time with the Lord? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't have a formula. It's not two plus two equals four. It's you and Jesus equal one, <laughs> you know? Well, Shanna, we aren't saying to do anything other than what we have to do ourselves. Right. And so I think we have to just get away. I am finding the older I'm getting, silence and solitude oh, amen. is becoming so 
important to me. And in a day and age where the world is getting louder and louder and there's more bells and whistles and notifications and <laughs> like you can't shut it off. Literally, you can't shut it off. And even if you put your phone in another room, it's so funny. My girls, my phone can be in another room or their phone and they hear it vibrating. This generation is so tuned in. I don't know if your kids are like that, oh, Mark. Yeah. They're like, someone's phone's ringing. I'm like, what? I don't hear it. And they're like, oh yeah, it's going off. I mean, like we have now made our ears so hyper-focused on even the vibration. And it makes me think, what would make it, what, what happens when all the world is taking up space where God's like, man, if you just come sit with me for a little bit, you would have all of me. And I think of that power that God tells us about in Second uh, Timothy, where he says, you know, I've not given you the spirit of timidity, but of sound mind. That, that power, and we talk about this all the time, is the dunamis power. We are given the power of God. The power of Christ is within us. And yet we are, live such defeated lives. And I think, not I think, I know our power comes with, from within. And I can tell you days and nights where I am pushed to my limit, where I'm strung out, where I'm so bone tired. Man, if I can just get away with God for 30, 45, an hour, you know, 60 minutes, I am like a new person and I can feel that empowering of the Holy Spirit. But if I sit on Pinterest, if I sit on Instagram or Facebook or watch Netflix, I'm just still that dull, dry, empty, more tired person. But give me even 15 minutes with the Lord and I can just begin to feel that endowment of his presence being with him. And I think we do not take to task the power that's been given within us. Yeah. And Shannon, as we're talking about the audience of one, you know, I can't help think of this proverb because it's so easy because I've done it so many times and uh, it's so easy for us to get caught up in trying to please people. Right. And we think, at least I have thought Shannon, that I'm going to please the Lord because I'm ministering to someone else. I'm doing it for you, Jesus. Right. And here's what it says, Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare. Mm. It's a trap. If I'm living to please man, if I'm trying to look good in somebody else's sight, that fear, it's, it's really called the fear of man. And the fear of man, it brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And verse 26, many seek a ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. Talk about the audience of one, Shannon, again, the justice that we're seeking, the safety, literally the peace. Like you said, as we get older, Shannon, I know myself, I'm seeking peace mm-hmm. more and more the older I get. Right. That's really what I'm seeking. I'm not seeking money, power, fame for all that. I'm really seeking peace for my soul. And this is saying, if you're, if you're trapped by the fear of man, you have to trust in the Lord. He will make us safe. Shannon, last scripture I want to go to because I think this is perfectly fitting into what this episode is about. And this is out of Hebrews chapter 12 and starting in verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Our eyes need to focus 
on the audience of one. Mm-hmm. Who is the one? The one is Jesus. We need to look to him to be the author, right? The writer of our life story and the finisher of our faith. He's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end and all things in between. It says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But here's the thing, Shannon, what we need to realize is our audience is him. If we fix our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith, then he will verse three for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed striving against sin. So my point is, that I want to wrap up with Shannon is this looking to Jesus. He brings us safety. He brings us justice. And if our audience is him and him alone, he's going to deliver all those things. And like the psalmist said, forget not all his benefits. That's good, Mark. So as we get ready to wrap up our show today, I want to just pose a question to you and, and think about this. You're going to have to decide who you want to please God or others. And I know for Christians, we're all going to jump at the, at the gun and say, oh, I'm going to please God. But the more I counsel women and especially um, and just people in general, I hear this over and over. I'm just a people pleaser. I'm just a people pleaser. I, I don't want them to get mad. Even in our families, we become such people pleasers because you'll, people will say to me, well, I, I'm, I'm a peacemaker. I don't want the confrontation. I don't want the trouble. But I, I understand that. But... Jesus, if we look at the the model of Jesus, of who he was, he was not a people pleaser. He went about doing the Father's will. So many times when you follow after Christ, you're going to offend. You are not going to please others. I know there's people, their families have set them up to marry somebody in a certain way, be in a certain um, occupation. You will go to a certain school and God calls them maybe to a third world country. And that is the farthest thing their parents had (laughs) from them to do. And they've said, uh, I'm not doing any of the above. And God's calling me to a remote, you know, tribe in Africa. And they're like, you say what? (laughs) And and that is where the rubber meets the road. And I'll just use a real quick personal story before we end here. But for my own life, this came to truth for me when my husband was at his sickest with his battle with cancer and that cancer journey. And I was under a lot of stress. Um, My family saw that. And my daughters said, Mom, you're going to have to shut the ministry down. And like you, you got to start taking care of yourself. You know, I know you're taking care of dad and we were just in now the hospitals, Mark, you know, like our journey has been up and down, up and down. And some, some valleys have been pretty deep and low. And I remember praying and just crying out and saying, God, I I cannot do this anymore. I cannot do this. Please, please make a way for me out. And all I heard in my spirit, Mark, was this, and this may sound harsh. Somebody's going to go, I can't believe God said that. But if you know God and my relationship, and Mark, I know you're going to know this. (laughs) All I heard was at no point in time did Paul ever quit teaching the gospel, preaching the gospel when he was shipwrecked, beaten, or in prison. And and it was silent after that. It was just like that. I was like, "Uh, what? (laughs) And I'm like where's the merciful God? And my husband's sick. And at the time we thought he was dying. And, 
now my girls are like, they're not coming against me, but they're saying, mom, you, you've got to do this. And they're worried about me. And it was now the rubber meets the road, as we say so many times on our show, God was saying, who are you going to obey? And I, in all human fleshly standard, had every right to wave the white flag and say, I'm out. And everybody would have supported me. I don't think not one person would have said, oh, Shannon, you're doing the wrong thing by leaving the ministry. But there was one. It was my audience of one who said, Shannon, at no point in time did Paul ever quit teaching or preaching the gospel. And I knew that still small voice that was booming loud (laughs) in my (laughs) my mind and was not the answer I wanted to hear, nor I needed to hear. I knew I had to be obedient. And I never at any point in time shut it down. I kept going. And there were times that I felt an excruciating pain. God, why uh, why would you want this to keep going? Well, Now, four and a half years later, and through some of those deepest valleys, I'm beginning to see the fruit of that decision. I had a pastor friend speaking to me this morning that was talking about the curriculum that we're going through right now. And he said, Shannon, you know, when you go through hell for other people, you have earned the right to bring forth what God has called you to do and do that triumphantly. Meaning there's there's this, you know, if you're, you're still smoking from going, yeah. smoke is still coming off of you because you went to hell and back to get somebody or you went, you know this, Mark, you've ministered oh, yeah. to people. There's, there's always a backlash from the enemy. But to keep pressing is to say, keep pressing because that audience of one is watching. And, and this time I'm not doing it for the gold star. I'm doing it purely out of what you're talking about, Mark. It is out of obedience, even against a family member. Right. Um, they, the girls have graciously understood that now, but they had to walk that out. But I also say this to say they watched their mama like be in full obedience when her back was against the wall and it felt like all of hell was coming against us. And I had every right to walk away and nobody would have said any different, but they watched. And I hope and pray that became a profound time in their life because I know those girls are also going to be faced with the decision someday. God's going to ask them, are you going to do it for people? Or are you going to do it for me? That is awesome, Shannon. And as quickly as it does every single episode, we're out of time, but we want to thank you for tuning in and listening to Journey Living again today. We hope you tune in again next week where we're going to have another incredible topic so that, you know, We examine our own hearts because that's what we want to do. We want to encourage you. We want to challenge you. We want to bless you with the word of God. Thanks for tuning in, friends, and we will talk to you soon. 